You're right this morning, Rich. Yeah, I'm fine, Jeb. Okay. Absolutely fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was really happy I won that that cup. What, what happened to you in that semi-final? Did anything 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 happen? Do you remember anything? What semi-final? Oh, the semi-final of the White uh, White Baby Cup in the, yeah. in the network save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had an awful time. It was dreadful, but I'm fine. I'm you know, sun is shining. It's all good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm actually fine. I'm not lying this week. No, you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. played very well. I mean, yeah. you absolutely oh, battered me. That's fine. I remember yeah. that. Keeper scored an absolute worldie with the outside of his foot from outside he the did. box in the last he minute. He did. It was amazing. I'm sure you find that, Rich. Rich, yeah, it was great. absolutely fine. I really wish you'd stop asking about it. Okay, can we move on? Can we start the podcast? Is that okay? Hello there, friends. And welcome back to another episode of Football Manager Therapy. I am your host, Rich Owens, and I am fine, I promise. Uh, joining me this week to to keep me um, on the level in terms of my emotions are my wonderful friends. It's the FM team. It's the United City FM, Kev, and it's Jebba How are we this morning, Kev? Yeah, great. Thank you. I've I've been fine all the way through, even though I got absolutely tonked by Jeb in our semi-final of the uh, Why Calamada Baby Cup in the network save this last week. I am fine. Uh, but it was not fine at the time. And that rhymes. Uh, and I haven't got another one. Oh, well, never mind. I'm good. How are you, Rich? How's things? I'm, I'm good. I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't expecting a fire in the booth from Kev. So uh, we're still <laughs> recording. Um, spitting bars. Uh, absolute bars from Kev there. Uh, no, yeah, it's good. I'm glad you're well. I'm very, very glad you're well. I'm also well. I really feel like I need to emphasize it. Now. <laughs> it's that thing, isn't it? When somebody says, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. That all. Oh. He's clearly not okay because he's told us he's okay, but he's lying to us. And I don't know how to communicate otherwise. I promise I'm okay. Uh, Jeb, how are you this morning, pal? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm not, not going to do any fancy rhymes. I'm not that crazy. Uh, <laughs> Who would? Yeah, no, exactly. Crazy stuff. Exactly. Yeah, good. Uh, good. Good week of, well, an intense six hours of FM to, to get to get to the narrative of the, the, the story of that we're going to discuss later. It was a lot of fun, to be fair. It was a lot of fun. This game is fun. Shout out to FM24. We like you. We like we you. We do. Yeah. Goalkeepers, mm, maybe not so much. Oh, but is that one of the reasons why we like them? I don't know, really. I don't, could I, I don't know. I don't know. I had another goalkeeper incident yesterday, but we'll see. We'll see. Ah, <laughs> It's the risk factor, isn't it? That's what yeah. we all play for. We, uh, we love the danger. That's the most important thing to remember. It's my it's middle the, name is Danger, apparently. It is. It's actually, it is actually my son's middle name. I don't know if that's ever come up on podcasts before, but my son's middle name is legitimately Danger because that's how my wife talked me into having children. Um, it's that easy. It's, wow. It's, it's, it's really that easy. She's like, do you want kids? I was like, eh. She's like, do you want to, if, if, if we have kids, you can, the middle name could be Danger. I went, sign me up. Let's do this. Let's make so this it's... happen. Carlton Danger, that's his middle name. Carlton <laughs> Danger Palmer. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's my son's name. Um, it's good. It's good in it. It's good in it, kids. Uh, what a, what a treat for everybody involved. Uh, mainly, actually, that's Segway. Segway. <laughs> um, look, you, you might eagle-eyed and, and and eared listeners. Do eagles have ears? Probably. Um, what do I look like to you, David Attenborough? It's impossible to say. Um, you, 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 might you really noticed... don't. <laughs> no, no, no. I could try. 
I could just... Should we do an Attenborough episode one week where we just like watch <laughs> clips back and, and we would try and do our Attenborough impression so at the top of it. It's like, and here we see the Segundo Volante. And that's a terrible, terrible idea. Or is it actually a very good idea? No, it's terrible. It stinks. Um, that's not what the live pod record is for. We it's see workshop. the Rich Owens going off on, <laughs> on a, a tangent. tangent. <laughs> <laughs> we see him we saw him waiting, and what's that? He's hopped on the bus to Tangent Town. We're, um, we're waiting for Kev to intercept to I'm bring trying. the show back on, on, on the level. I'm just waiting for that is moment. distracting him by doing more <laughs> David Attenborough impressions. Come on, let's get it back on the rails, boys. Yeah, back I've got, I've got, I've got nothing. I'm, I'm hanging you out to dry. Go on, then, Rich, sort it out. <laughs> Callum's had a baby. Yay! Yay! Or he might have. No. <laughs> yet to be confirmed to yeah. be confirmed um but, but you might have noticed from the name of the the competition that was referenced a, a few moments ago on the podcast the why Callum has had a baby cup uh we we play a pre-season friendly in our network game uh pre-season friendly competition to celebrate the birth of Callum's daughter congratulations pal we are so happy for you uh, and you know I, I personally i think kev is going to be the happiest because, mm -hmm. you know, spoiler alert, we did potentially agree, maybe offline and without, you know, Callum's involvement, that the winner of the, the Broken Chelsea save uh, would get to name Callum's child. Yeah. So, you know, we haven't seen Callum's results yet. So, you know, if you're considering finishing the save, pal, my, my advice would be get try really hard. Because as it stands, Kev's in the driving seat in terms mm -hmm. of... Uh, naming your first born. The, the, the other thing the other thing that I would say on top of that is that Jebaru has got quite a lot of the dough to be able to influence the decision. So you yeah. know. Yeah why big rom coming yeah. soon. Could be <laughs> <laughs> exactly why can't stop the shine. Imagine it we don't have to imagine it's going to become reality very very quickly unless Callum wins the Premier League with Chelsea. <laughs> um, but no, we're very, very happy for you, mate. Congratulations. And uh, just just enjoy it. Just enjoy it, buddy. It's it's the best time in the world. I mean, you might be listening to this and you're going to be very tired and you'll be disagreeing <laughs> with me. But trust his, me, it gets... His so, latest so tweet is very, very, very descriptive on the poo, very. poo, poo diary. Mm. So, yeah, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it sounds like it's having a great time. It's a poo-a-thon. Yes. It really is, uh, which <laughs> accurately describes the first six months of a child's life. It's just crying and pooing. Um, and then, as it turns out, in some cases, like mine, that doesn't stop after six months. You just carry on. <laughs> 38 now. I still enjoy doing both of those things on a regular basis. <laughs> Everyone needs a hobby, don't they? Everyone needs a hobby. So, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. On the on the on the subject of crying and pooing, uh, we've <laughs> we've all now finished. Uh, the three of us have finished the uh, the FMT Broken Chelsea Early Access Challenge. We were all talking a big game about it last week. Uh, we have all finished uh, the save over the course of uh, the last week, to varying degrees of success. Um, I think we should probably go to the man who was it six hours yesterday, Jeb? Six hours at the time of recording, well, give or take. Yep, yeah, pretty much. Uh, we, we had to finish the save off, and I've not been around this week. I've been in London Zoo. Spoilers. I know <laughs> it's not really spoilers. I've just been to London Zoo. <laughs> do, 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 well, it spoiled work. it for me. Yeah, what yeah, can I say? Do some work. I got to see some penguins, some lions, uh, spiders. 
I didn't really didn't go see a tiger or a bear. Somebody mentioned this. Like, did you go see the other stuff? I was like, no, I was just kind of sat around. I was a bit annoyed. I was sat around for most of the day because they were shooting various things. Oh, regret. Shoot, anyway. Again, just 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 as a disclaimer, when he says yeah. shooting various things, he means using video <laughs> yeah, equipment, cameras, using cameras. Not, yeah. Yeah, 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 not not actually. You know, yeah. he, it wasn't like a, a one of those like Oracle Safari. Here we see. Oh, no, we're back again. We're still discussing. We We've gone full time. Oh no, Jeb, Jeb, Jeb's got it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, anyway, yeah. So I played a little bit in the hotel. Uh, unfortunately, whatever hotel I seem to be staying at recently seems to be some sort of Faraday cage. So I, I can't load up the cloud. Say like it's that bad for internet. So I finally got it loaded up. I did all right. Uh, got a few signings in in January. So if you remember, I was on the I was on the precipice of being sacked. Mm. Uh, we came back in, we played Sheffield United. We really helped that by drawing 1-1 with Sheffield United. We're still on the precipice of being sacked. Then <laughs> we finished off December, we beat Luton, we beat Newcastle. We lost to Brighton, which was a bit frustrating. Then we went through January, and we went unbeaten. We got we got manager of the month in January, so we did all right. We also revenge on Man United. We got 1-0 away to them, so that worked lovely. And we thought we'd bring some signings in, so uh, I signed... Gravenberch, because I didn't have enough midfielders, so I signed no, another no, one no. just in case. Well, forty odd is not yeah, enough. So forty odd central midfielders. We brought brought him in. Uh, we brought in Okafor from Salzburg. Uh, I think watch out for him on this game because he might be very very good. And then uh, Taiwo Wanyi uh, was transfer list at Forest and needs a backup to Romelu. I was like, I'll bring him in. And then we got to February, and our first three fixtures of February were Newcastle, Liverpool, and Man City. And they're all in seven days. And yeah, Newcastle beat us 4-2. We drew with Liverpool, and then we got beat 1-0 by City. So we're on the precipice of getting sacked again. We were 3-0 up. Oh, no, we were 3-0. What was it? 3-0 down against Wolves. And we decided to go, right, uh, I'm going to lose my job here. So I went three up top. Put a shadow striker in. Went with uh, Okafor, Lukaku, a one and then put Nkunku just behind them. And we pulled it back to free free. Got the draw, so it was quite good. And then that just became our tactic. We we just played free up front for the rest of the season. And I had a bit of success on the network save earlier in the week, so we went for that. Uh, we beat Luton. We got Millwall in the FA Cup, so we played an entire football factory fight scene beforehand because obviously that was what what happened outside the stadium. Uh, <laughs> And then we, we also played the under-18s game beforehand as well, where the two opposing fans had a fight on the side of the pitch, which I think I think Murph was in the chat. He just said that this is like under-8s football in uh, the Birmingham area every every week. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we did. Played that. One, beat them 6-2. Got Sheffield United, beat them. Then we lost to Bournemouth 2-1. Then we got to the FA Cup quarter-final. We played Villa. We were 2-0 up. Enzo Fernandez got both the goals. Then Enzo Fernandez did a horror tackle, got sent off like in the 85th minute. Then the 90 plus two minutes of six added on minutes, <laughs> John Begin scores one, consolation goal. Then in the 90 plus eight minutes of six added minutes, Jonas Wynn gets an equaliser. I was rather annoyed. I was very annoyed. But then we won on penalties, so it's fine. Uh, then I was nicely 2-0 up against Brentford. Then the Rich Owens curse came in. <laughs> he just waltzed into the chat. We, we have a thing. So if Rich Owens, like, on the network save, comes into the stadium, I seem to throw it all the way. Also happens in my mm-hmm. chat. Yeah, we drew two all with Brentford after being 2 up quite comfortably. We then lost away to Forest, and I was like, oh, this has got to be it. 
We had dropped down to an E again on the board confidence. They were really annoyed. It's like, Bleh. And then this was April. So that was April Fool's Day. And then from that day, we won every single game. Every single game. 3 0, 3 1, 3 0, 2 1, 4 1, 3 1, and 2 1. And that includes Arsenal, Tottenham, City, and that, that run. Lots of goals. Wow. Uh, lots of penalties. Not as many as I thought there was. Man City was in the FA Cup semi-final, beat them 2-1, so we're in the FA Cup final. And we got to the final day, and before that, all the Champions League places had gone, all the Europa League places had gone, and Todd Bowley goes, oh, I'd like to have a meeting with you. We're really disappointed. I was like, oh, Todd, tried. He was like, <laughs> yeah, you, you did. Okay, that's fine. So, so we did that. So it was fine. I was on an F. I've never seen an F before, but I was on an F as a board rating. And immediately after that meeting with the board, Todd Bowley wanted another meeting. I said, okay, cool. Hi, Todd. What's up? And he goes, uh, the supporters are really disappointed in your performance. What do you say about this? I was like, I've just had a meeting with you. You're not giving me an option to say, same answer, please, because it's still it's not changed in the last two minutes, Todd. So I just said, oh, I'm sorry. We'll try again. I was like, well, okay, fair enough. Done. <laughs> that was it. Uh, then we played our final game of the season. We could have actually got a conference league place. We played Villa, and uh, we went 2-0 down. Then we pulled it back and went 4-2 up. A one you got a hat-trick. And then in the last minute... Uh, I don't, yeah, it was Emilio de Martinez against Villa, who he used to play for. He was just dawdling about with the ball again, and Ollie Watkins was putting pressure on him. So he just kicked it against Ollie Watkins. <laughs> and it ended up 4 4. So that's how that all ended. Really frustrating. Put the run the streak. Then we got to the FA Cup final, and we were just terrible. We, we went 4 0 down, and we got pulled it back to 4. We pulled it back to 4 2. But yeah, we went 4 0 down. Emiliano Martes mentioned earlier, uh, he got a 5.7 in the FA Cup final. Mason Mount, of course, scored the first goal, because I sold it to there. Uh, yeah, which was terrible. Made no sense at all. Uh, so that was it. That was the end of the season. And I took the honour of just resigning. They didn't <laughs> sack me. I left first, because I don't want to manage Chelsea. Because they're poopy heads. Which I might have spelt differently. But there's a tweet out there, and it just came out beautiful. So yeah, that that was how it went for me. Uh, Big Rom, really really good. Okafor, really really good. Raheem Sterling, awful, awful. absolutely awful. I couldn't do anything with Raheem Sterling. It was just pointless having him. Uh, Awanyi was actually quite surprising. He was really good. I signed Barry Bastoni. He didn't really make much of a difference. Uh, there's a couple of players that I think could be really good in this game. Christiansen, who's a left back that signed from Leicester, he could be really good in a few seasons. I think he'll be in a lot of rebuilds that people do. Uh, and Romelu Lukaku, 30 goals he got for me. And he, he hated me and then loved me and then hated me. <laughs> like, don't like the dynamics where they have complaints. There was like four of them for Romelu, but they slowly just started to chip away. It's like, actually, I like, I like you. And uh, Kefi Turan, yeah, honestly, still beautiful and brilliant. Liverpool, please sign him. Please sign him. And I know we don't need more <laughs> midfielders, but just please sign him. Please. Please. He is really good, though, isn't he? He yeah. is really, really good. 
I think the my favorite part of the kind of the tail end of your save, Jeb, was getting called into the boardroom, and then there was the the question about you know how you know you you not doing brilliantly according to the board, and then I think the agreement was it something like we want was it like twelve points from your next you know six fixtures, five fixtures, you, so mm, I have to win yeah, four out of five. Yes, and how many fixtures did you have left at this point, by the way? Uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, I'll do that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because I, yeah. I think I went for that decision where it was like, you decide, you decide what I've got to do. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, done. Okay, fine. Because it the, it was brilliant because it left you enough wiggle room to potentially lose a game without because yeah. you know in in theory you you had one free loss, you had a free hit. Um, Every game yeah, that I, just, I played from. That first board meeting in December was was literally next game is El Sakico. Sack loons for, for Jebaru. And just every game was a report. This could be his last. Yeah. It's like, nope, still here. At one point, because I think Kev was in this room at the time, I just started playing Elton John. I'm still standing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, unsackable. Unsinkable. Yeah. That's exactly. what they called you. Um, not to your face, never to yeah. your face. Well, no, I didn't no. win so, the challenge. That's I think, I think that was very clear. I finished ninth in the end, so that's where I finished up and got to the FA Cup final. That was about it. So, yeah. <laughs> I think a ninth place finish, considering some of the runs of form you had, isn't terrible no. in the grand scheme of things. It's, it's I mean, very Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very, very Chelsea. Um, but, you know, some of us bucked the trend, didn't they? Some of us went, you know, some of us looked at the Chelsea formula and went, no. I'm actually going to do quite well instead. Uh, Kev. Yes, Rich. How, how, how did your Chelsea experience go uh, in the end? Well, uh, there you go. That's it. Well. Well. <laughs> well. Um, so, yeah, we talked a little bit last week about the first half of the season being inconsistent and away fixtures being my big issue. Couldn't find an away form. Then changed the tactic for the away fixtures particularly. So I had a home and away tactic. And it seemed to settle everything down and work. Uh, what I would say is that there's about three streams this week that if I could bottle them up, I might need them in about six weeks when my long-term FM24 save is going so terribly that I think the game is against me or something because there were literally three streams this week where I won every game. I went on a 14-game winning streak in the season towards the back end of it. Everything just clicked and worked. I just kept click, uh, clicking continue and saying, yep, do that again. And they went, all right, boss. And we went and did it again. And we went on an absolute tear. We were sitting just outside the Champions League spots at the time of, of sort of going into that kind of run of form. And we just kept chipping away. Uh, there were teams around us like Arsenal, Villa and Liverpool, I think it was, that all had games in hand on us over the course of the run-in. So it was never quite sure where we were going to finish. It was somewhere in and around the top four, we hoped. Uh, leading into that run of form, uh, Lukaku was on fire, scoring bucket loads of goals. So was, uh, so was Kvarat Skellia on the left-hand side. I know he's worth a fortune. I spent about 90 million on him or something, but he was really, really worth it. He's exceptionally good. Uh, and he went on a bit of a tear as well. So we were on great form. And then we we approached in the last couple of games. It became apparent to us that actually a couple of teams around us, Liverpool being one, were dropping a few points here and there. 
and we were just setting ourselves up to maybe eking our way into position two in the Premier League because Man City were stupid and were far and away the best side in the league and had basically won it with about six games to go or whatever it was. So, you know, they were gone. But I just thought maybe there's a chance, but we have to remain consistent. And we kept doing it last three or four games, kept winning, uh, was looking completely imperious. We then played Villa and Villa in the running, who were in and around those European spots as well, decided they were going to show up against my team and my weren't. And that's when our 14-game run ended. With about three games of the season left, Villa beat me. And it just stalled the momentum a little bit. And I thought, OK, well, maybe that's lost us our second spot. We'll have to see what happens. Um, we won the next game relatively OK. And then we got to the last game of the season. And the situation that I found myself in is that at the point where I'd lost uh, some points to Villa, Liverpool had not capitalised on it and we had leapfrogged them into second position. And it was um, quite reminiscent of the network save where in the last couple of games, I just jumped into that fourth spot into the Champions League in the network save. And then on the last day needed to better Jeb's result and spoiler alert for that, because we've already talked about it last week. I didn't manage it. And in the end, I finished fifth. Um, and so leading into this last day of the season, I was playing Palace who were in the relegation zone and looking potentially to go down, needed something from the game to get out of the relegation zone. And they got it. They got an absolutely drab nil-nil draw out of me. They got the point that they needed and jumped out of the relegation zone. And I got the point I didn't really want and dropped from second to third. And Liverpool went back and beat me for second place in the Premier League on the last day of the season by like a point or whatever it was, which was kind of disappointing. I would have liked to have just got that extra spot. But yeah, I finished third in the Premier League. And it was a really, really great run of streams this week in terms of results. I haven't seen the like of it for well over a year because 23 didn't like me. Um, so, you know, it was kind of that. But three, three streams in a row, didn't lose a game, didn't draw a game, just looked imperious. Got to the FA Cup final as well. We beat the likes of Arsenal along the way, I think it was, in the semis. Um, and encountered Man City in the final of the FA Cup. Off the back of a, a recent loss to Villa and a recent draw on the last day of the season to Palace, I thought, OK, the form isn't quite where I'd like it to be. And we also had a bit of an issue, whereas um, Evan Ferguson, who had picked up a long-term injury at the back end of the season for a couple of months, misses out on the FA Cup final. And then so did Big Rom. Big Rom didn't make the FA Cup final. And neither did we, really. We started brilliantly well against Man City. I wasn't expecting a lot, but we went 1-0 up pretty early on, about eight minutes into the game or something. I thought, oh, okay, maybe there's something here. And then immediately after that, Man City as a collective just went, sh sh shall we start now? And off they went. And they battered me. I think it was like 3-1 in the end or something, but I couldn't get close to them. Couldn't change anything that made any difference. Couldn't keep the ball away from them. They kept tapping away at me and eventually got the 3-1 win. So a third place finish for me, an FA Cup final. Uh, the Carabao Cup went out fairly early on. I rotated a team against Middlesbrough and regretted it immediately, but that's okay. It's what happens sometimes. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed for a two-week period spending all of the monies 
and having a right uh, good old time with Chelsea. Would I want it as a long-term save? No. It's, you know, it's uh, it's something that I'll keep in the background for my own personal thing of if I want to go and spend some more money, I'll go back in with them for a couple of days or whatever and play some more with them if I want to. But I'm looking forward to getting going into the FM24 actual cycle of uh, long-term stuff. Chelsea wouldn't be that. But it was, a, it was a good fun one. And it was good fun to, you know, go up against you guys as well. Uh, so congrats on your uh, effort, Jeb. There is my effort. Come on then, Rich. Finish off the picture. Where did you get? Well. 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 Was it? Um, oh, it was quite it well was, then. It was, it was quite well. Quite, <laughs> well. quite well. Um, but, you know, it, yeah, more, more of the well that Callum was stuck down um, for a while <laughs> than anything else, realistically speaking. No, it was. I think the end to our season was just a bit of a, a bit of a damp squib, really. Um, we we were consistent throughout the save. I think the lowest league position I had from game week one to the final game week, the lowest I ever dropped in the league was fifth. Um, generally, pretty consistent, and I think that was more down to the fact that the teams around us were also a little bit inconsistent. Um, very much like your guys saves, the runaway winner of the league was was Man City. Uh, they absolutely stormed it. I think Haaland got 40-something goals in the end. Um, interesting, they, they still lost five, which is a fairly significant number, but they just didn't draw games. Um, you know, they, they lost five, drew two, and won the other 31 quite comfortably. Um, Arsenal as well were a real surprise package. Arsenal were just imperious. The, the opening kind of, you know, I, I'd say from September to January, I think Arsenal had pretty much a perfect record in my save. But we just kept chipping away. We just kept chipping away at it. Um, I think we had a really, really good run of form. Our January to kind of end of March was very, very good. Um, we won every game uh, with the exception of three. And there was a, a, a three-all draw to Fulham. And then we lost to Arsenal and also to Liverpool, who were just... Both of those teams on those days were actually very good. Um, but apart from that, cracking run of form, loads and loads of wins. And, you know, we're looking at looking at the table and, you know, we, we're kind of, you know, floating between third and, and fourth. Thinking this is, this is all looking quite comfortable. If we carry on like this, we're going to be, we're going to be fine. And then the end of March, suddenly something clicked and we just started scoring ridiculous amounts of goals in every fixture. We beat Newcastle 4-2. Uh, we beat Man United 6-1 in an FA Cup quarter final, an absolute dismantling. Um, and then we beat Everton 5-1. We beat Sheffield United 5-1. Like we're scoring goals for fun. And then we had, I think this was the final stream because we started the final stream kind of with the Premier League running. Our opening three, our opening three fixtures were City, Tottenham, and Arsenal. Now, City, who were already miles ahead at this point, you know they practically won the league by the time I played them. Um, we'd beat them two 0 earlier in the season um, away from home as well, so I was feeling fairly confident because the team were in great form. Thinking we, we, we've got this, and then we played a City team, and it reminded me very much, Kev, of a question that you asked during your stream, I think, on Friday. Oh, yeah. Which is when you play the bigger teams, do you feel like you lose to the bigger teams because they are better than you? 
Mm. Or do you feel like you lose to the bigger teams because you almost just hand it to them by making yep. silly mistakes? And mm -hmm. that is exactly, exactly what they did against Manchester City. Just two really, really silly mistakes allowed them to score two really, really just basic goals. Uh, and then the, the only bonus was uh, I bought I bought on Liveramento to replace Reese James, who was very, very tired. And Liveramento scored a consolation goal in the 93rd minute. And the only good thing about that was, like, well, this means nothing. But then the little steam achievement popped up to say, hey, you've scored in 20 consecutive competitive fixtures. Ah, it's, just, it's brilliant. <laughs> now I'll take it all back. Liveramento is the greatest player I've ever seen in my life. Um, so that helped. But we were just so bad. So, so bad against City. Um, like you'd see some of the passage of play, passages of play developing and you're thinking if this was against like wolves or if this was against like bournemouth or a comparative mid-table team in the context of the save you're like well straight away somebody be putting a foot in winning the ball back making the tackles to stop the really really obvious passes but then the players were just like actually you know what we'll do is like kevin de bruyne's on the ball and he's drifting out wide because he's doing mazzari things Rather than closing him down and winning possession back, we should probably just drop off him, give him <laughs> two or three yards just to get his head up and look around because that won't end badly for us. Always oh, played in Greeley issues, then just tapped it across the face of goal. So I think the second goal they scored, I think we had two two defenders in the box and City had like five players. And this is like from open play. Like what is going on? So we just, we stunk, stunk against City. Um, we threw away uh, three points against Spurs. Uh, we went a goal down early, pulled it back to 2-1. Uh, and we had to work really, really hard for it. Spurs, they went one up and then did nothing. They just sat back and just let us attack. And we pulled it back to two. We've got two one ahead. And then I think they scored, I think it was 30 seconds after we went 2-1 up. They just scored an equaliser from a corner. And then they did nothing the rest of the fixture. Uh, Arsenal, we, we got battered 4-1. That was the FA Cup semi-final. I played Arsenal four times uh, this save because I played them twice in the league. They knocked me out the Carabao in the fourth round. They also knocked me out the FA Cup semi-final. I think I drew one and lost four to them. Arsenal were phenomenally good. Um, I will hold my hands up and say, in terms of the losing to the bigger teams, against Arsenal, I was outplayed every time. Mm -hmm. I tried to convince myself I wasn't. I was there arguing with chat. I was like, look, I've just lost 4-1. And, you know, they've had 68% possession and they've had uh, quadruple the amount of shots on goal that I've had, but I still feel hard done by. I still <laughs> feel like I could have won that game. But I think that was just in the moment. Um, looking back at it, I was, I was pumped and it's okay to admit it. Uh, a nice little game against Luton kind of got slotted in in between those uh, kind of amongst those fixtures and I won 6-0 that was something but it got to the point where I've now got three league games left I had Crystal Palace I had Brentford and I had Manchester United um let's say my overperforming team in my save was Aston Villa Aston Villa were always there or thereabouts for a little while I think the Villa went as high as third they held third place for about a month in the league Villa were fantastic and I just couldn't pull away from them. And before every single game, it was like, right, you can sit down, talk to the team, say, right, a win here guarantees us Champions League qualification or guarantees us Europa League qualification. Let's go for it. And normally they always say, just ease the expectations. Just say, go out there and just enjoy yourselves and hopefully we'll get something from it. I was like, no, I've spent £550 million on this squad. I expect Europe. I'm like, come on, boys, win the game, get European football. And everyone was kind of like, 
mm, okay <laughs> sure that sounds like it's probably yes i think yes Hur hooray because nobody was like come on let's do this nobody was like how dare you everyone was just kind of meh yeah it might be fun uh we beat palace 2-1 which was lovely but villa matched our result uh so the gap so i think at this point there were i think i think it was yeah there were two points sorry no so there's one point between me and villa at this point so they matched my result um and then i played brentford in the penultimate fixture of the season and i was waxing lyrical before the brentford game about how good scalvini had been in my mm -hmm. defense i bought him in he was one of the first players i signed he came in as a libero in the middle of a back three and was fantastic all season long he contributed with goals his passing was fantastic he was a rock and i was like you know what scalvini's been brilliant and there i was like he's been absolutely fantastic i really really rate him if i had the opportunity to sign him in any other save i absolutely would and he's just committed murder eight minutes into the game two-footed it's, it's the animation where it you see the legs the legs are scissored <laughs> and he just snaps somebody and straight red card eight minutes in against brentford and i was like, I take it all back he's terrible he's the angriest worst player i've ever signed in football manager uh we lost two nil uh, at home to Brentford because we just couldn't uh, couldn't pull ourselves together. Brentford took full advantage. Um, the Villa then drew uh, because if they'd won at that point, they would have gone two points above me. Uh, Villa played already relegated Nottingham Forest and drew three all thanks to a 97th minute equaliser from uh, Morgan Gibbs-White, who I could kiss. Uh, I was very, very happy when that result came in. So going into the final day of the season, uh, the Villa and I were on equal points. Uh, however, I had, I think it was a plus 14 goal difference. So chat would bless them. They were trying to reassure me like, no, 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 go, go to, all goes down to goal difference. So just as long as you match their results, you're going to be fine. And I'm like, oh no, I don't know if I am. I don't know if I am. I don't know if I am. Then I just match the result. You'll be absolutely fine. Um, I had Man United away from home on the last day. And considering not long previous, not long before, I'd beat them 6-1 in the FA Cup quarterfinal. Mm -hmm. I was feeling weirdly confident, even though it was Old Trafford. And even though I was going to be coming up against my former players uh, in Kepa and also um, Romelu Lukaku. I was like, we're going to be absolutely fine. We're going to be absolutely fine. Just go out there, heads on, win the game, guarantee Champions League guarantee fourth place everything is going to be fine fine i lost 4-1 uh, which was just <laughs> all just fine absolutely everyone's terrific. fine absolutely terrific um fortunately uh results other results went my way uh despite my uh incredible goal difference um i ended up finishing on the same points as aston villa uh but with i think a goal difference of i think it ended up being something like uh I think it was like only nine or something ridiculous like that. We're like, we, we, we did our best to throw it away. We did our absolute best to throw it away. Lukaku scored twice, which was fine. Absolutely fine. Uh, ironically, not the goals I've conceded this uh, this week that were maybe the most angry, but still quite angry, I would say. There was, there, was, there was quite a high level of anger there. But we scraped forth just by the skin of our teeth. It feels like we did everything we possibly could have done to not make it to the Champions League. So scraped fourth, an FA Cup semi-final 
if you'd offered me that at the start of the save, I'd have absolutely bitten your hand off. I'm like, yes, that would have been absolutely great. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Let's never speak of it again. Looking back at it now, I feel like I could have done better. I feel like the games that I lost, I could have probably done a little bit better in. The games that I drew, and I didn't draw many. I think I only drew four times in the league all season, and all four of those games, with the exception of maybe Arsenal, were winnable. So it could have gone considerably better. But the main standout for me, I think the highlight of the save for me, was Victor Osimhen. He was phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. You've both sat there talking about your Lukaku's, but my Victor Osimhen, he finished on 21 goals in 28 games. You know, he missed, I think he picked up an injury which put him out for, I think he missed about a month, maybe five weeks due to injury. And then obviously in the middle of the season, you had AFCON. So he was gone for the majority of Afghan. So I think Nigeria made it to the final. Um, but 21 goals in 28 games in his first ever season. That's not bad. That's not bad. £86 million, pounds, you know, on paper might seem like a lot of money, but you're paying £86 million pounds for one of the best strikes in the game. So for me, Osimhen was the standout. Uh, Enzo Fernandez was brilliant. Uh, Kefi Turam, as Jeb said, is is phenomenal one of the best central midfielders on the game. Um if you if you're having if you have a save where you have money to spend, I think he cost me, I think it was 20 something million pounds Turam cost. 27 million pounds outright I bought him for at the start of the season. Uh and I don't think you'll spend a better 27 million pounds this year in terms of a midfielder. He's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. He's going to be available regardless of the style of save you set up as well. So obviously we did my world with Chelsea. So all the transfers were kind of reset to the start of uh, the summer transfer window. But he didn't leave Nice this summer. So he is still there. So I would assume similar kind of valuation in uh, in an up-to-date save, um, up-to-date transfer save file. If you want a midfielder and have £27 million to spend, just buy him and thank us later actually no, thank <laughs> us immediately by him then tweet us saying cheers boys have just bought Kefi Turam um you were right he's not kicked a ball for me yet but you were right he's wonderful absolutely wonderful um very much like you Kev I'm not going to miss the save I'm not <laughs> going to be carrying it on you know we've we've, we've talked about this before I've, I've come from doing saves where you know spending seven million pounds on a player seems excessive and then just having 550-odd million pounds to throw at players. It's, you know, it's fun. You're like, oh, yeah, let's just let's just buy a, a central defender. How much does he cost? 50 million pounds. Not a problem at all. Have 55. Go on, treat yourself. Buy yourself something pretty. <laughs> um, but it's not how I really enjoy playing the game in a longer-term save, I think. So I'm happy I did it. You know, I really enjoyed a, a, a five-back system. Um, my two wing-backs were two of the highlights for me. Reese James was fantastic. Ben Chilwell, I feel like I owe an apology to because he was one of the players at the start of the save. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll sell Ben Chilwell. I'm not really fussed about Ben Chilwell. I think 19 assists in the Premier League he contributed from like left fullback. Like, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely phenomenal player. Again, I'm hard-pressed to find a better left-sided, like, you know, fullback, wingback. He was great. But it's not one that I think I'll be continuing with in the long run but a good time was had by all by the sounds of things and i think we can now officially confirm that kev congratulations you were the winner of broken chelsea 
Well, I mean, we say that. Who knows what Callum might come back with? We don't know whether he's finished his version or not. We don't know uh, ultimately whether he ever will in terms of what time he's got. But he he had a a football manager baby (laughs) ultimately Mm, in game. So, you know, it's kind of usurps anything I do really, doesn't it? So, (laughs) um, yeah, I I now get naming rights, obviously, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. so we'll think about that. Anybody's got a suggestion out there, come and give me a suggestion over the next couple of of days. We'll see what uh, we can do and then we'll let Callum know. It'll be fine. Uh, he'll be fine, I'm sure, yes, with yeah, that. Sure, no sure. problem. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but hypothetically, he'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was as as you say, it was a really really good fun idea to get us all on the same thing, uh, competing against each other, having to go and see what happens. Chelsea was an absolute madness. Spoiler alert: I've played on a little bit more since then, just to see the chaos continue. And it's a madness. I was three hundred and fifty million pound in debt on the last game of the season, and in the next summer, you can go and buy Jude Bellingham if you would like to. It's a madness, but you know, fun nonetheless for a little bit of time. Uh, and now we move on. Well, exactly. do we move on though? No, I'm, I'm bored. I'm bored of this now. I'm, Ooh, okay. I'm really bored oh. of it. <sighs> Sorry, Probably Lukaku mm-hmm. or Victor Osserman. I think we're split along the pod, aren't we? Because we've got this side. Myself and Kev stuck mm-hmm. with Lukaku. And Richard mm-hmm. Callum both got rid of uh, Lukaku and bought in Osman. So I mm-hmm. think it's I think it's time to bring back one of our little favourite sections. I think it's time to bring back the debate. <gasps> Ooh, and let okay. the viewers decide. Okay, yeah, exactly. come on then. I know, exactly. So... Oh, 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 tiny. Oh. oh, hello, hello, my little box. For all he's the audio listeners, I've got me a tiny little box. Hello, I'm in the little box. Don't know. Why have, you do, why have you done it this way? It's really weird. But anyway. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It <laughs> felt right. It's a okay. giant kefir. <laughs> now I'll be big. Now everyone's everyone's different sizes. I'm <laughs> yeah, so exactly, confused. Yeah. Go, go for the little box again. It's fine. It's fine. Get in your box. Oh, yeah, thank you. Get in your box. Okay, cool. I'm in. Right. Richard Charles Owens. You have one minute to tell us why Victor Osserman is better than Romelu Lukaku. This will be fun. In this Chelsea setup. Has my time started? Uh, your time starts now. Okay, cool. Um, first and foremost, um, using my full name like that makes me feel like I'm in. I'm seven and I'm in trouble. Uh, <laughs> well, is... you might be. Which I, I think, no, I'm not though, because I can go off on this tangent and still win the debate. Because Victor Osserman, just to reiterate those numbers, 21 goals in 28 appearances in his first ever season in the Premier League. He is young. Um, so if you sign Victor Osserman, he's 25 years old. He's 24 at the start of the save. He's quick. His finishing is phenomenal. I think his off the ball attribute is 20. 20. That's the biggest number in the context of football manager. Not all numbers. Nobody can know if there's a number bigger than 20. Um, You can't look past him. He can play on his own up top. He can play as part of a front two. Um, He scored goals consistently when he played. Um, And if you get an Ocean Man song for for your stream deck, you can press that and dance every time he does. What's not to like? For my money, I don't think you can get a better elite level striker on this game. Time is up. You nailed it to the minute, to be fair. Well done, I'll give you that. Thank you. 
It's about the only thing you got, right? <coughs> not being biased on this, right? I'm not being biased. How dare you? I know. Yeah, exactly. Right, Kev. Yes. Tell me why you're right. Okay, so I am right for one very simple reason, and it's because of stuff Rich has already said. Oh, look at me. I can run off the ball, says Rich for Osherman. Oh, look at me. I'm very, very pacey. Well, so is Rom. And he's also about twice the size of um, Osherman. And so, therefore, he can head the ball. He can link up play. He can drop in and help out. He can be a presence in your defensive area as well. He's got so much more to his game and he can pretty much match most of what Osherman does as well. He's like six foot six, and he can run at about 17 pace or whatever it is. So, oh, look at Osherman. He can run a little bit faster. Can't do half the things Romelu Lukaku can do. And you also know that in FM terms, Romelu Lukaku might be 30 years old compared to the young whippersnapper of Osherman, but you want a bit of experience in your side. And also these days, most of these big players that have got these phenomenal attributes keep them till about, 44 so it's no problem at all to carry on playing him he can absolutely deck everybody and he's brilliant there we are i can't judge it so we're gonna put it out to you as viewers (laughs) wherever you're listening uh spotify there'll be a little poll there'll be a little poll on twitter there'll be a poll on youtube or just just put who you think won underneath in the comments and if you don't want to do that just 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 put a comment in, you know. Just 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 tell us who your favorite big striker is who's big and big Go for it. Get some discussion going. But Lukaku obviously was the winner in my head. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. He well, is the top scorer so no far. Yeah. If it's your favorite bit that I'm sorry, but favorite big goal scorer, that wasn't part of the remit. It just happened. It is now. We did about big. 20 minutes on an episode of how good Romelu Lukaku absolutely. was about a few episodes ago. Yeah. We did. No, we, yeah. we absolutely did. Yeah, and then and you I got rid of him. By, yeah. I stand by <laughs> now, everything I said. I mean, I got rid of, actually, there you go. This adds gravitas. This adds adds it to my, my argument because regardless of how good I think Romelu Lukaku is, I think Osimhen is better. So there you go. Well, only one of us really had the perfect idea of being able to play the two of them together and then decided not to and boot one of them out of the club, which is a madness. Oh, oh by the way, Rich, was uh, was yes. Victor on your penalties? Uh, he was not, no. Yeah, see, Ron wasn't either, so it's... <sighs> And, and yours, we didn't get as many I, as I thought we did. So it didn't, looked like I we didn't did. even, I didn't even have to mention. Although I'm mentioning it now for anybody that's voting on this, uh, I didn't even have to mention that for about a month of season, Victor Oshman goes on a holiday back to his homeland or whatever it is that he does in January. I don't know, but it's a madness. Yeah, no commitment. No. Yeah. No. But I didn't mention it in the thing, so it's fine. No, no. Why? Why? Why do? Why? Yeah. Why mention that? You know. Perfect. Let's 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 just ignore his uh, consistently good goal scoring record in his first season in English football, regardless of the fact that he had to go and uh, compete in the African Cup of Nations in Nigeria. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like let's poor planning. That. Sounds like really so, poor planning. Speaking definitely. of planning, though, Rich. Ooh. Who's been yeah. planning? God, not Have me. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to do a segue here. Yeah. <laughs> trying to help. It's going it's going well. Let's not derail yeah. it. Come on. Yeah. Oh, have I got a speaker planning? Okay, cool. I thought I yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. you brought it. Is it, it me? Is it me? Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, uh, FM twenty four. Yeah. I was gonna go for the geoguesser route, but uh I couldn't be bothered. I got to like next time, everybody. I got to like sixteen clubs, and I was going to do various things to see where we decide on things. And I've I've kind of just gone. I struggled this this year with uh, the lovely Pescara, 
because mm-hmm. uh, I just didn't get really get time and it was a bit uh, truncated because just work and stuff. So I needed a simpler save, something that was easy, something that's reasonably familiar to me, but then something I can change a little bit as well. So uh, I am I'm going home. I'm going home for this save. I'm going okay. all the way back, and I've mentioned them a couple of times on the pod. I'm going back to Morecambe. Nice. Uh, Nice. I was well. I wasn't born in Morecambe, but I grew up in Morecambe. Uh, I used to go to. I was a season ticket holder when they were at Christie Park. Uh, they are now. They got relegated last season into League Two, and I think we had a challenge when somebody released the updated database where they had six players on their books at the start of the season <laughs> and no money. So yeah, uh, they've got a few more players now diving into the game. But I think my aim is to just try and persist with Morecambe and see how how far we can get them. Can we get them to the Premier League? Can we get to the Champions League? It's just going to be an old-fashioned lower league save. Not as lower league as Slough or anything like that, but I think it's it's nice. And I think I want to almost have a tick list of stuff that I want to achieve. And I'm going to ask for your help, probably ask for the listeners slash viewers' help as well, mm-hmm. of like the, the football manager bucket list. What should be the things that you look to achieve? I don't want to set like a regional save i don't want to i don't want to go crazy with things like that but it, it, is it something that we push towards like getting a player in the england under 21s scoring the most goals in a season all all those type of little bucket list things that you want to tick off like selling a player for a million then selling the player for five million then selling the player for 10 million maybe it's building up how you sell players etc i don't know like i'm, I'm trying to work out but Morecambe is, is going to be my mainstream save this season and i think it's it's going to be exciting because, like I said, they've got no money again, and all the players are pretty much new in there. There's a few players that are re-signed from last season, but yeah, most of the players are new, and most of the players are quite young, so it's going to be interesting. So, any ideas of bucket list things to tick off as you go through a save? I I think you've you've already touched on a couple there for me. I mean, if if it's a one club save and you're looking, you know, you're going from League Two, starting at a club with, you know, six players. I think, you know, international caps are big. Players in, like I say, the under-21s or, you know, your first player to make, you know, to get a full international cap, um, first homegrown player to get a full international cap, you know, which, let's be honest, with with a club like Morecambe, pretty much all your players for the first, you know, few seasons are going to be, a lot of them, you're going to, uh, that youth system is going to be busy. You know, there's, there's going to be a lot of players that are going to be getting first team minutes for you. But I think, you know, the, the challenge of developing a player well enough to get them good enough to play internationally, starting at a club that, as you say, are in finan- major financial difficulties and playing in, uh, in, in League Two. I'd be delighted if I accomplished that with a save like that. That'd be a big one for me. Fantastic. Okay, so um, I'm right in thinking, I believe, that Morecambe is is considered a bay, isn't it? It's Morecambe Bay as its official yes, title. Yes. Uh, so, so, yeah. so is there a bigger bay in football, is what I want to know. Uh, <laughs> and can you become the biggest bay in football? Well, by um, the sound streams, Romelu Lukaku is my biggest bay. <laughs> that's potentially true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to park that and see what uh, whether there's another one out there. Yeah. Um, so which, which county is it in? Excuse my we bad are geography. We are Lancashire. So okay. It's, it's maybe biggest club in Lancashire, but then Lancashire's a really weird one because sometimes Manchester's in it and sometimes it isn't. It's, really, it's very very mm. strange, like Old Trafford cricket ground where Lancashire play. 
but yeah. then they don't. Yeah, it's, it's a bit strange, but yeah. So in terms mm. of rivalries, there's not many big rivalries. I think Accrington are naturally a rival. I guess mm-hmm. Fleetwood, Blackpool sometimes come into that, but I think Accrington and Barrow are their main rivals. But yeah, so, it's, it's not big. big and that's a shame because like I was hoping to sort of uh, push you into becoming the biggest team in the in the county that you're in. Yeah, and maybe you a... already are. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Uh, well, no, because you've got you've got Blackburn, you've got Burnley, you've got. So yeah, yeah I so think that's a good one. All the bees, actually. So um, becoming top dog in the county might be one. Uh, yeah. But overall, Jeb, if I'm totally honest, if you're doing a Morecambe Bay save, I want your stream titles to be Morecambe Bay Watch, um, just because <laughs> that's what people do on the stream, and you know, at Morecambe. Yeah, um, so, so the beautiful thing about Morecambe, it's got a wonderful view and sunsets and stuff like that. Just don't turn around. Just don't, just don't actually look at the town. <laughs> you look, look out at the coast. It's, oh, it's, it's lovely. Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, it might happen soon because there's been some controversy with the chairman this week, which is a big shame. I'm not going to go into it, but mm. awful, awful business because it's not confirmed that it was him, but it might be. But uh, the other potential chairman is... Uh, going back on FMT Law from two episodes ago, Tyson Fury is interested in buying the club. He does own the training ground, so... That would be amazing. And, and he actually lives across the road pretty much from the actual stadium, but yeah. Incredible. Yes. Uh, it, on, on that basis, if, if Tyson Fury does take over, um, I think it's only right that you make your team a fighting team. Yeah, um, <laughs> And... I, I would uh, encourage you to consider only signing players who have a, a certain level of aggression. Um, I think that would only only be right. Only be right. You're a fighting team, remember, Jeb. You're not, you know, you're not bum dossers. Yes. <laughs> so, so maybe yeah. So making that big biggest team in the county, then then maybe biggest team. Well, biggest team in the northwest is going to be ridiculously difficult. Like, <laughs> just, a, just a little bit. <laughs> just got City, Liverpool, and Man United to compete with. But yeah, it's it's two building, of the three ain't bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> building up there, building up there. I think even just like stadium expansions and all those extra bits, like even just even just ticking off. Oh wow, they've improved my training grounds. Like those, <laughs> mm-hmm. like I think they're the difficult things with your lower league saves. Getting those ticked off. Like I mean, it took me eleven seasons to get Pescara to agree to move to a new stadium that increased the capacity by three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think it's yeah. I might just make that work work my way through that tick list, and I think it might be part of like the first stream as well. We'll build it all together, and yeah, I'm excited for it. Like I said, uh, it's. It's a simpler save, but I want I want to enjoy it a bit more. Like I want like Pescara mm-hmm. did enjoy a lot, but towards the end it was just the same. And I hope hopefully FN twenty four makes that fun for them. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 looking forward to uh, to seeing your progress with it because you know I think if you look at Callum last year with Slough, a one club save you can really throw yourself into it. You know, it's, 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 you never, it's not, you're going to be looking over you, you know, you're not looking forwards into the bay, you know, you, you're never looking behind you at, at the apparent horrors. Um, Soz Morecambe, I don't know, but just based on the way <laughs> Jeb reacted more than anything else, um, you know, it, you can just focus on, on, on what you're doing next. And it's the next step for the club, not the next step in what you're going to be doing in terms of the save. So it's having those, having those checklists and, and working towards those things. It's a real, real, you know, any kind of long-term save you have where you've got longer-term goals, ticking them off is so satisfying. But, you know, I had it last year with Scandinavia. Like, you go, right, I want to win the league in... I've got to win the league in Norway. 
tick. Won the league in Norway. Cool. Wash my hands of it. Off we go. Like, like right, okay. We've won the league two. The now we're focusing on the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now we're focusing on the next thing. Next with the same club, and you're building, you're developing, developing, and that's a really, really nice feeling. So I'm looking forward to finding out how you do with that. That's going to be really, really good fun. Uh, and you know, 15 seasons in, you know, maybe they'll. Uh, you know, relay the pitch or something. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> they might Green. do, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. We, we can only hope. We can only hope. Uh, Kev, uh, yes. you've, uh, you know, talk to us about your FM24 rings because we know you are going back to your roots as well. This yeah, time. yeah, I am. So um, I've, I've probably already said this on pod and I've said it a, f- a number of other places, but I, I kind of got sort of pseudo discovered on YouTube by Loki Doki giving me a great shout out and doing magnificent things for my YouTube channel a few years ago. And at the time I was doing a British Isles journeyman series called Rolling in the Isles. So, you know, it became quite a big thing on my channel, really garnered quite a lot of interest at the time. Um, and having spent a lot of time going around Europe, trying to get back to England in FM 23, I'm going to be, um, going back to the British Isles for a Rolling in the Isles series for FM24. We're going to be doing it again. And so the basic premise is that I will start with no coaching badges and no experience of football uh, in terms of playing uh, up uh, past like the Sunday League level or whatever it is. It's the lowest setting you can have. And I will start applying for jobs in and around the uh, the lower levels of the British Isles. And, and the series will end if I, as the manager, not the first club that I go to, I can move as much as I like, but I, as the manager, if I get to one Champions League final, win or lose, that's the end of the series. Uh, So we start with nothing and we try and get all the way to the top if we can. Um, So I had a quick look around this week on a beta early access version of it. And so I will be setting this up properly after the launch of the game this coming week, obviously. But I had a quick look around. There's a couple of low-level Welsh sides that haven't got a manager. There's one in Ireland that's relatively low-level, I think, that could potentially be an option. I don't know. I haven't gone through the process of actually applying for anything. I just loaded up to see what was available. So if that hasn't changed before official launch, then that's sort of the level that I'll be going in at. But yeah, going to spend some time in the British Isles and and, uh, roll around it and see where we end up. Try and get one of those big jobs at some point along the journey and attempt to get to that Champions League final. Uh, and along the way, whether we have uh, figure out a couple more uh, different rules within it and other sort of sort of boundaries, or, uh, I, I don't know. We'll talk about that on the first stream of the of the new save this coming week, I guess, with the uh, with the viewers and see what they have to say. But that's the plan. I'm really looking forward to it because, as I say, it's something I've done before and thoroughly enjoyed doing it. I got to the Champions League final before and lost it. So I've still got that to kind of tick off as a thing to achieve in this save. Uh, but yeah, really looking forward to it. 24 in the early access has been excellent. Really enjoyed the game. I hope that they don't uh, change it too much from the data that they get from the early access and tweak it too much because I think it uh, works in a lot of ways. Uh, so I'm really, really looking forward to the uh, the the sort of the, the the cycle of FM24. And and that's what I've got planned so far. So yeah, come and join us. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Again, I'm, it's just a, a classic Kev save. And, you know, like I say, going back to your roots, it's it's the old YouTube format. 
and it's it's discovering those new clubs and it's it's the narrative that you create as you go along with the longer term saves like that you know you're gonna there are going to be players at those clubs that you're managing in seasons one or two that you're going to fall in love with and they're going to be the players oh let's just go back and see mm-hmm. see how they're getting on elsewhere or maybe you just carry them through with you if, if the if the standard of the the football that you're playing meets that of the player because again there is always the opportunity to do that with these kind of saves mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm enormously looking forward to it and uh, can i just make one recommendation go for it uh play for set pieces mate oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 I, yeah. That, that might be yeah. worthwhile i'll, I'll, worth I'll, I'll certainly think about it yeah. you know yeah might, might, might be worth doing just just in fair case. enough yeah you, yeah you never you never know you never know yeah. now I, again it's it's <laughs> it's just such a lovely concept for a save um and it get it Kev content, and I love Kev content. We all love Kev content. We know the pe- the people love Kev content. Kev content is fun to say. Can you tell? Them? We're really, really enjoying it. Kev, Kev content, content, Kev content, Kev content, Kev content, Kev content. Okay, this has got weird. Rich, what are you doing for FM twenty four? He's doing Kev content. I'm doing, I'm doing Kev, Kev content. content. I'm doing Kev content. He's going to buy content. players only called Kev. Only ah, oh, imagine Kev only save. Um, uh, yep, Kevin De Bruyne. Um, <laughs> no one else. Don't need it. You sign him, and then the save just finishes. Uh, Catherine Churro. <laughs> he likes to be called Kev. Yeah. French for, sure. for Kevin. I'll take yeah, it. French for I'll Kevin. take it yeah. at this point, absolutely. Yeah, big Kevin Churro. As it turns out, using the nickname nickname function, as it turns out, everyone's called Kev. It's really nice. weird. Um, Come on, Rich. Kevin Ferguson. <laughs> right there. So I've got, okay, my, my save, again, we've talked about it before. Uh, I have created a long-term save purely based on wordplay, which is something that we know... I do have a tendency to enjoy. And I'd say I have about a one in 10 uh, hit rate when it comes to uh, <laughs> those things. Just look at the former, ep- just look at the episode names of, of, of former podcast episodes. Um, Honey, I'm still free. Take a wanky chance on me, I think, is is my is my uh, my Mona Lisa. I'm delighted with it. Uh, the rest of them, yeah, we'll see. Uh, so my save this year, what's the story? Former glory. It's an Oasis pun, and my goodness gracious me, I dislike Oasis. So the fact that I've committed to it just shows how proud I am of myself for coming up with this. It's a journeyman of sorts. I'm going to be moving around the world, and I'm going to be trying to uh, replicate uh, former uh, impressive achievements by certain clubs. I'm trying to basically restore their standing in the terms of, uh, you know, domestic, um, you know, European, Asian, wherever I may be managing, uh, raise their reputation up to where it once was. Uh, the only club I'm guaranteed to be managing, I'm starting in the J League because I'm very excited the J League now exists in FM24. And I feel it would be remiss of me to not have a go at it. So I'm starting in the J-League with Kashima Antlers. Kashima Antlers are, of course, on paper, the most successful team in J-League history. Uh, However, they've not won a J-League title now for quite a few seasons. I think it's about four or five years they've not managed to do it for. Uh, Other teams in Japan are slowly starting to catch up on their their record. So we're going to take over there and we're going to stay at Kashima Antlers until we win the J-League and uh, re-establish them as the, uh, the, the best team in Japan. That's the plan. Restore them to their former glory, almost. And then once we've done that, we can leave the club and we can go elsewhere and we can start looking at clubs that might have accomplished things like, okay, let's try and find a club that, you know, have in the past, they've done a domestic double. They've won a league and a top, you know, top ranked trophy in the same season, but haven't done it for quite a while. And we can have a little go at that. Find teams that might have won, you know, back to back domestic titles. 
haven't done that for a little while. Let's do that. Teams like Benfica, for example, who have been cursed, which is very on brand for me, as it turns out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, try and win a European trophy with Benfica. Got so many options. And I'm not going to be lim limiting myself to where I manage. You know, last season we did the, the Scandinavian Triple Crown, uh, which then kind of, you know, spread over to England, which was weird. But, you know, maybe they got added to Scandinavia. Who's to say? Um, I could go anywhere. I can, I can stay in Asia. I can go to Europe. I can go to South America. Theoretically, North America is there, but the rules terrify me. Um, you know, I've got options. I've got options. I'm just going to move around. I'm going to find fun clubs. I'm going to set myself nice little challenges for each one. And then we can, we can just move around. And it's that, you know, we, we are massively contradicting myself because I talked about how great a long-term one club save is. But then again, at the same time, there is so much fun to be had doing what I did last season in Scandinavia. Find a new club, fix something, try and make something a little bit better. Leave the club in a much better place than you did when you first took over and just kind of carry on moving around the world like that. Managing some leagues I haven't managed in for ages and ages and ages as well. There are so many options. And I'm just really excited to get started, not because the idea for the save is groundbreaking and I'm like, oh, this is going to be the best thing I've ever done. I think just because FM24 is so good, I think that's the long and the short of it. It's just FM24 is brilliant. It's one of my favorites ever. And I'm looking forward to spending as much time as I possibly can playing it. We were talking before we went live, before we pressed record today, you know, last night, my Chelsea save was done. I didn't have anything to stream. I had a bit of free time and I was just sat there. God, I really wish I was playing football manager, but there's nothing for me to start at the moment. And I was like, I haven't felt like that in quite a long time. You know, FM 23 was good fun in places, but it wasn't the kind of games that were every three seconds of my day. I want to be back here. I want to be playing FM. I want to be playing FM. I want to be playing FM. I was happy to go off and do other things. But now I'm like, oh, I really want to get stuck into 24 and I can't wait to do it. So what are going to be the mechanisms, Rich, about how you choose your second, third, fourth, fifth teams, et cetera? Is this going to be viewer-based or is it just going to be you're deciding you've got a list and you're going to go through them or what? You know what? I'm I'm very open. I'm very, very open to uh, conversations with, uh, you know, with chat, with the podcast audience, with, with whoever. You know, it's, as I say, it's all about trying to um, restore um, the reputation of teams that might have dropped off a little bit over recent years. So if there are suggestions for countries that we want to go, I think the biggest one is going to be the countries. So somebody might say, hey, let's have a look at, you know, let's have a look at Holland. Let's see what's going on there. You know, because we all know in real life, like Ajax, for example, are having the worst, one of the worst starts to a season in their history. You know, you would, you would imagine the game is probably not going to replicate that because on paper, mm -hmm. Ajax have still got a comparatively strong Air Divisi squad. But if there are teams that are like massively dropping off, you can say, hey, let's go. Let's just go look at this country. Let's look at what's been happening in the league over the last few years. Let's look at the cup results over the last few years. Let's find a club that has been previously very good that hasn't done as well recently, you know, um, our, our previous our previous guest and former host Tony has made some suggestions to him. He's like, hey, try and go and replicate some accomplishments with clubs like Aston Villa, for example, or Nottingham Forest. They've previously won a European Championship. Can you go back there and win a European trophy again with one of those clubs? I'll give it a go. I'll absolutely give it a go. But I'm the, the beauty of this save for me, I'm not tied to anything. And it's very 
you know, there, there can be interaction from the audience. I want interaction from chat. I want interaction from the podcast audience. I want suggestions because I guarantee there are, there are people listening to this or watching this. They're like, oh, I've got a really good idea for a club that you might enjoy. And I could, it, it gives me that freedom to, you know, go and, and find a brilliant new league to manage and find a brilliant club to go and take over and fall in love with a new set of players. And obviously, as the season goes on, as the save goes on, you know, you're going to wind, you know, you're always going to walk in and find yourself a couple of your favourite new, uh, you know, new gens, which is exactly what happened when I was managing in Scandinavia last year. Fell in love with Abubakar Abbey. You know, uh, he, he was, he's my favourite and I miss him to this day. <laughs> I write in postcards, can't read them. I've uninstalled FM23 and deleted the saves. So technically he no longer exists, which is my own fault. But, you know, it's he's one of those players that I will never forget because he was just so good and had no right to be playing at the level he was playing at when I took over. You know, it's... Those are the experiences that make FM fun for me. It's just those little interactions. It's finding that play and going, oh my goodness, you are wonderful. And I've mm. not seen the like of you previously. It gives you the opportunity to go out and do that again. And I'd like to say, I love that. That's fantastic. It might be worth pointing out just at this point as well, um, because Callum obviously is not around at the moment, having just had his mm -hmm. first baby, which is still fantastic in every way. Um, mm -hmm. But we're not sure exactly when he's going to be streaming his next stream, etc., or what that looks like for him. But he's going to do a fantastic save with Athletic Bill Slough, the sort of mm -hmm. the Regionaire version of his Slough save from last year, which captured a lot of attention across the FM community last time around. So that was fantastic in its but he's going to have a lot of fun with that whenever he's back streaming however long he gives himself just to be family and all that kind of stuff for a little while but whenever he's back make sure you check his stuff out as well because it was brilliant last time around he's going to put a twist on it this time but it's going to be fantastic i have no doubt mm -hmm. yeah he's made a bless him he was in a bit of a tricky it was it was a tricky spot for callum because in terms of football manager content when you you know when you stream the game if you do any you know if you make youtube videos surrounding a game it's every football manager player's dream to have interaction with the club that you are mm -hmm. managing on the game and that can range from you know we've all done it we've all tagged clubs on social media before it's like hey I'm doing a save with uh, Ben Fika and they'll, they'll completely ignore you. It's like, oh, I'm doing a save with uh, this tier 10 club. And they might, you know, the admin will go, oh, cheers. Hey, got a, <laughs> the club. That's fantastic. Callum is family at Slough now. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's legitimately like he, they, they love him and understandably so because it's, it's Callum and, and he's, he's wonderful, but they legitimately love him. And it must be must have been so difficult that well you know a new FM cycle is coming out. I need to do something, but I've been the slough guy for a year, and it, it's such it's such a difficult pros and cons. And I think the the angle that he's looking at it from this Atletico Bill Slough is wonderful. A slough regionaire is just fantastic. I love a regionaire save. Uh, again, massive shout out to, to Mad FM, mm -hmm. uh, who is the daddy of the regionaire saves. Let's be honest, he's wonderful at them, and to do it with slough. Chef's kiss. It's, it feels like it's a completely new concept, but it's it's still Slough, who we all know and love. So as soon as it starts again, you're right, Kev. It's going to be good. Watch Callum. Watch him immediately. <laughs> well, you can't. He's not online. <laughs> but, you know, if he is, if you're listening to this in about a month's time, you're like, oh, I'll, I'll catch up on some episodes on Callum's life. Go watch him. Go on. Treat yourself. So, look, that's good. Th those are going to be our FM24 journeys. And I'm excited for all of them. Uh, there is another journey 
that of course we're going on in FM24. We've already technically mm-hmm. started it. And that is, of course, the uh, Football Manager Therapy Network save, mm-hmm. which we have begun properly now on uh, FM24. We finished the uh, we finished season three a couple of weeks ago, and we did a bit of pre-season stuff this week just gone. We're not going to get too much into kind of you know what we got up to because you yep. know this time next week we'll have had uh, we'll have started our season fours properly, obviously on the full fat release of FM24, which we're all very, very excited about. But there's probably one thing that we do need to talk about a little bit that might have happened when we were streaming. Can, can I just say, hang on, before before we actually say that, can I just say thank you very much for uh, producing this one thing because it took the pressure off me immensely because I did get absolutely battered by Jeb this week and it was very embarrassing. So <laughs> not having to talk about that in any way on a podcast is brilliant. Go for it. Tell us what the one thing is. Yeah. 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 Go on, Rich. So, it's like so, a band-aid. So, just rip it off, mate. I don't want to, though. I just don't I don't want to. I, again, just to point out, I'm fine. Uh, I'm fine. absolutely fine. Mm, fine. I'm yep. Absolutely fine. Mm. So Jeb set up a tournament. Jeb set up a, a pre-season yep. friendly tournament for us, didn't he? The Y Callum's just had a baby cup. Uh, yeah. The most prestigious competition in, in world. All football. of FM. Absolutely. All of FM. All mm-hmm. of FM. Uh obviously. Jeb's Wolves and Kev's Fulham were in there. My Manchester United side were in there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they needed a fourth. Mm-hmm. Couldn't just be given a bye to the final, apparently. So Jeb checked Leicester, uh, my my former team, in there. And there we are. We're playing against Leicester City. Everything's going quite well. Uh, we, we took the lead fairly late into the game, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a pre-season friendly. Realistically speaking, it's just about minutes in legs at that point, isn't it? You're not actually trying to win. Uh, although I really did want to win, I, I wasn't lift trophy uh, because I was just desperate to lift one. Because realistically speaking, arguably the best chance I'm going to get to win a trophy um, in this save, because my goodness, United are in some trouble. Chan- this is the first chance of a trophy for any of us. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, you know, some, some, what some of us made some FA Cup final, lost Southampton. Thank you very much. But yeah, uh, ruined by European. Uh, that dreams. wasn't winning a trophy. You lost. <laughs> yeah, but it was a chance to win. So technically, everything was going fine. <laughs> everything was going fine. Um, a very, very boring, highlightless second half, with the exception, I think, of the United goal. And then in the 93rd minute, Leicester won a corner. They did. And it was, I think it was their first attacking highlight of the game. I want to say, because the first half wasn't exactly uh, a rip snorer. It was pretty quiet, was, pretty drab. I think they scored already. I think you were 2 1 up. I don't think it was, yeah. And it was uh, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, Leicester Corner gets, gets just, just gets uh, gets crossed in. You know, they go for regular corner, not even a short corner tactic. They just fire it into the box. Obviously, they've got numbers up because it's a cup semi final with, uh, with less than a minute to play. There's a defensive header, you know, we, we, we win the header and we, we clear the ball out to about the 25 yards, uh, just the, the edge of the D. And there's a Leicester player there unmarked and he, he heads it down. And as this is happening in real time, I think all three of us realise that on the edge of the United penalty area is Leicester's goalkeeper. He's up for the set piece, which again, cup semi-final, you know, minutes to play, corner, 
Get the keeper up. Absolutely. That is management 101. Get the keeper up for the set pieces. 100% the correct decision. But you want him in the mixer, don't you? You don't want your goalkeeper on the edge of the area. Because, you know, I built that Leicester team. And I know they've got some capable strikers of the ball from distance in that squad. But you don't want the goalkeeper on the edge of the area. That's ridiculous. And it would be completely unrealistic and you just it would never happen that the ball would fall to the keeper on the edge of the uh, the penalty area and he would hit it first time with the outside of the foot <laughs> and it would just fly into the top corner past David De Gea. that would never happen that would never that never. would never happen never 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 until it does until it does, it was it was the realization from all of us that the goalkeeper was up, and then and then by the time we'd realized the goalkeeper was up, the ball was in the back of the bloody net. I I, I honestly I've never seen the like. I have never seen the like. I was I've been told, and this is open to interpretation, fellas, and feel free to correct me that I was told that I handled the entire thing with dignity and with grace. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. That's yeah, that sure. Who, who, who told you that? Oh, I don't like to name names. Okay, no, no, to no, be no, fair, but they, to be fair, but on the initial did. reaction, you handled it with dignity and grace. For the rest <laughs> of the stream, you were not handling it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think there's I think that's accurate. Yeah, I think yeah. after we got over the shock of seeing a goalkeeper just score a Ballon d'Or quality goal um, from twenty yards, it was um, phenomenal. It, it was, was absolutely so phenomenal. It, it was, was such it a was, clean strike. My, my favourite part so was he just got dropped for the next game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he just the wasn't there at all. Like, what were you doing up there? <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh no. This that, that's not. This yeah. is the best part as well because he scores that goal because the format of the competition Jeb set up it goes straight to penalties. That was pretty much the next screen. We saw a replay. Then it pops the uh, the choose your penalty takers. And as I'm choosing my penalty takers, Kev then turns around and says, oh, yeah, he's guaranteed to just save loads of penalties now, which, again, is exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> say, it wasn't even that we missed. He saved the first and third penalties. So the best penalty taker I had on the pitch and third best penalty taker I had on the pitch, he was like, nah, light work, mate. Light work. Easy. Easy. And uh, then Leicester went on to get battered in the final. I, I cannot yeah. tell you how much joy that brought to me, but also <sighs> in exactly the same moment, how much absolute fear I've had ever since. Because two weeks ago, Jeb's goalkeeper had a chat with his defender and said, watch this. And then <laughs> look what happened there. And then yeah. last week, Rich got battered by a goalkeeper from 25 yards. What's going to happen to me this coming week? I've no idea, but it's going to be so scary. So a little, little look behind the curtain might might happen. Not sure. Uh, I've been chatting to somebody who works for Football Manager, and I sent <laughs> him that goal. And he went, wow, that's amazing. But it's not the best goalkeeper goal I've seen this week. There's an overhead <laughs> kick out there somewhere. <laughs> so just like, oh Put God. your goalkeepers up is the, <laughs> exactly. is the answer. Yeah, goalkeepers, goalkeepers on set piece. I think it was... I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Omega Luke has tweeted it out recently. Um, okay. Yeah, there's 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 a bicycle kick from a fairly similar kind of distance from a goalkeeper, which is just outrageous. Nice. But 
it's 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 bonkers. It's absolutely bonkers. I I don't want it to define me, but I feel like it's just going to be one of those things, isn't it? I genuinely, I had somebody, I had somebody pop up in my chat when I was streaming the end of the Chelsea save on Friday night, and he turned up in my chat, and I think it was a first time chatting. He was like, "Aren't you the guy that had the goalkeeper score against him?" So that's only one person nice. so far, and I'm fine with it um if you chat if the, the link to all of our um social medias is is is, is, is in our link tree yeah. so if you want to see the goal it's it's on our twitter um it's on our tiktok oh, God, it's on our youtube that. i've said that like such a dad <laughs> haven't i it's on our tiktok i've put the wrong emphasis this is the wrong place You're on the tiktok on, yeah because I'm a man of a certain age. It's on the TikTok, which is on the it's on the mobile telephone. You can watch the TikTok. Um, it's like how some people say caravan. It just doesn't it just doesn't work. TikTok is no, don't like it. But you can watch it. It's, it's all on there. It's on our YouTube. It's a short on our YouTube channel. Um please it's a watch many it. splendid thing. It's honestly, it's I don't want it to be the best thing that happens to me in this game cycle, <laughs> but from this point of view. From this point of view, it's it's going to be hard to. Uh, I can just see myself being sat there in six months' time, just doing far too well in my long term save. And then people are like, yeah, but it's not as good as when that goalkeeper scored past you. I'm like, no, it, it isn't. <laughs> but I'm embracing it. I'm going to lean into it because you have to. You absolutely have to. But that was definitely definitely a highlight for me. Yeah. I've never seen the like before. You know, I spent a lot of time in FM twenty two with Mads Retro Database, um, trying to get uh, Shilavere to score set pieces for me. Because, you know, if, if you don't know, uh, <laughs> Shilavere is an old goalkeeper who used to take set pieces for his club and country. And I signed him in Mads Retro Database just because I wanted him to score some free kick goals. He scored one in pre-season against the League One team that I just sold in the game afterwards because he was actually <laughs> really bad goalkeeping. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I was paying him, you know, 80 grand a week to do is like, nah, but I was like, yeah, but you know what? Redeeming features might score a free kick. And you should have just played him in midfield. I mean, that's what James Ward Prowse does, isn't it? Just set pieces. Exactly. No, he doesn't. Yeah, just, he doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't even do that for Jeff. No, <laughs> he scored one free kick direct. To be fair, it was quite vital. They won in goal the season, but yeah, corners. Yeah, he couldn't even beat the first man on most of them. I was fuming for most of that every time. Was, oh, James, and then like De Paul or Reese James took a corner. We scored from it. James Ward Prowse. <laughs> yeah. nope. Just like great. It's what I've signed um, yeah. you for. Yeah. I, I did the exact same thing. I signed James Ward-Prowse with the intention of him taking all my free kicks. Then I just gave them to Messi instead, uh, who also scored <laughs> oh, one yeah. free kick that also forgot, got my goal of the season. Messi. That just... Forgot I had Messi. Yeah, I forgot yeah, you cheated. I, I right. Messi. Anyway, yeah. Messi, yeah. Messi <laughs> was good. Uh, all right. Like, before we get into this thing, we should probably just just, just leave because it's about to get really heated. <laughs> <laughs> cheated. It's like, how dare you? You all have the opportunity. I, I had so, the opportunity. He turned me down and took 1.8 million a week from Saudi Arabia. I don't know how go. he managed it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I neither do I. If I'm brutally honest with you, neither do I. But I'm not going to question it. Anyway. It anyway. <laughs> look, if you weigh it up, goalkeeper scoring from 20 odd yards against me, mm -hmm. I think the the, the softens the blow uh, by me having Messi for a season at Chelsea. Right. Okay. It was nice. It was nice. <laughs> But anyway, the FMT Network save, it is starting. It, we're back again uh, this week. We'll be back on Thursday night again. Mm -hmm. So please do come and join us on Thursday uh, for the first 
stream of it. season four will be starting properly. We've done some pre-season. Uh, obviously, we'll recap that next week along with our results from uh, the first session of our season four save. Um, and it's going to be for the first time on proper full release FM24. So I'm very, very excited. It's going to be brilliant fun. I think we streamed for about five hours on Thursday night. We ended up going for Because of course end. we did. Yeah. Because of course we did. Because, because of course we did. Let's confirm my so, cup win. So yeah, that was it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Very important. Exactly. Had to lift a trophy um, because it's important. It's vitally important. But please do come hang out with us on Thursday. We would love to have you. We have a good time. We all stream. Um, we get in a voice call. If you've not watched one before, just come. Come hang out. It's brilliant fun. We have a lovely old time. Uh, we'll be doing that on Thursday evening. Uh, I'm excited. I'm very, very, very excited. Um, good. Good. What a treat. What a bloody treat. Um, and I think, I think that's everything off the old docket, I believe. So with that being the case, fellas, with that being the case, I don't know about the two of you, but I reckon that's probably a podcast i'm not convinced i think we need to do another hour and a half come on let's push those push those numbers uh let's let's match okay. the network save let's do it let's do it right okay so for the next four hours we're going to talk again about why Victor <laughs> Osman is really 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 okay that's good. it i've got to go i've just remembered oh sorry sweetheart. I'll, I'll be with you in a second good all right come on close it down rich come kev's, on kev's left the oven on right there we go uh that was another episode of football manager therapy uh, fellas, thank you very much for joining. It's been an thank absolute you. pleasure. Bloody love my Sunday mornings. They're an absolute treat. Um, and thank you, obviously, our audience, for listening. Just before we go, um, Jeb, where can the people find you doing the content? Uh, Patreon listeners, uh, I'll be in Nottingham tonight for another Football Manager podcast. The Ooh. Football Manager show. Are we allowed to value? Yeah. Tony was yeah, a couple of weeks ago, so that's happening. Monday. We can so, talk about it, of course we can. So, so I think this camera right here, when it's a bit better colour balance, is annoying me today. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's my lighting that's playing up today. Uh, anyway, yeah, so I'll be there filming that, so I'll be there to see various members of the community. And then Tuesday, I am off this week. I booked this week off. I think I was clever. Smart ahead, didn't I? Yeah. Tuesday, we will be starting our lovely, lovely Morecambe save. I'm just currently building a well, I'm Building a thumbnail, and I've got the Eric Malcolm statue involved in it, so I'm quite happy nice. about that. Yeah. Very nice. So, so we'll see how we go. But uh, yeah, we will start the Malcolm thing. I think it's more just going to be a planning planning start of the stream, and then we'll get into the season as we go. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting into full fat FM24. So I should really tell you where I, I stream, don't I? Twitch.tv forward slash Jebaru. Done. There you go. Smooth. Perfect. Kev. Get involved. <laughs> yes. Kev. Kev. Yes. Yes. How are you? Kev. You're all right. Kev. I'm fine. Cool, I'm that's good. All fine. <laughs> there you go. Kev, tell yes. us where we can find your streams on the internet. Okay, David Attenborough. Uh, so you can find me at the United City FM, both on Twitter or X or whatever we're supposed to call it these days, and also on Twitch every weekday afternoon, 3 till 5 p.m. UK time. Uh, this week, I will be starting a brand new FM24 save of Rolling in the Isles. It will be Tuesday, not Monday. I'm a, I'm, I think the game is kind of being launched in and around my usual time of streaming. I've heard that rumor on Monday, potentially. So I will be uh, not streaming on Monday, having a day off, and then preparing myself for the FM24 onslaught on Tuesday onwards. So come oh, you, and join us. I thought you were going to be doing the Call of Duty Modern Warfare free 
campaign on Monday. Instead. Oh well, you know, I, I'm too violent. They they ban me from all of that kind of stuff. I'm just you know, it spoilers. It, it, apparently, it's just me. as long as your stream time. That's how bad it is this time around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Rich, what about you, my friend? Are you streaming much this week? And if so, where can they find you? I will be streaming this week. My intention is to, again, if you're listening on Patreon, um, unfortunately, I've had a bit of a bad... Bye, everybody. I had a bit of a bad news uh, towards the end of last week. Uh, provisionally, work had given me uh, Tuesday off this week uh, so I could attend the Football Manager Show in Nottingham. Uh, however... Uh, they decided to change their mind because provisionally means we can actually change our minds whenever <laughs> we want to just forget to tell you. Um, so unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make the FM show in Nottingham, which I'm devastated about because it's going to be brilliant. If you are listening to this on Patreon on Monday morning and have the capacity to get to the Canal House, it's going to be wonderful. Uh, Tony, RDF, producer Steve are going to, it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be absolutely wonderful. Um, three of the best in the business. Uh, go and watch them. Uh, so I unfortunately won't be there. So I will be sating myself by probably trying to get the, uh, what's the story for glory save loaded and started on Monday night. We'll be having a provisional look around Kashima Antlers, trying to figure out what it is that we're doing, what it is we've got to work with. And, you know, just, just trying to work out how we're going to attack the save. So, if you want to come and do that and then hopefully as the week goes on i might squeeze in a couple of bonus streams this week because it's fm24 launch week you've got to haven't you it'd be rude not to uh, and you can find me at uh twist uh dot tv richard owens dot fm <laughs> thanks carlton. Carlton. Cheers, carlton cheers carlton uh twitch.tv forward slash richard owens fm please come and, and hang out it's uh we have a nice time we have a lovely time. Also, thank you from me to to people that that watch my content. Um, I, yesterday afternoon, well, I wasn't even streaming. Uh, I made it to the to a nice round eight hundred followers on well, Twitch, so which I. is very very cool. Actually, and thank you to everyone. Uh, FM twenty four as a launch has been phenomenal on Twitch. Like every mm. single stream that I've done, I've got 15, 20 followers, new people, new chatters. Mm-hmm. New listeners to the podcast as well. We're doing, doing really well, mm-hmm. so thank you. Yeah, keep liking, fantastic. keep telling all your friends. We, we, we will keep the journey going. Yep. We might even get Callum back one day. Who Woo-hoo. knows? We might see him again. You know? <laughs> I hope so. Really, really do hope so. Um, I, I, you know, again, here's a look behind the curtain. I did say that podcast paternity leave is as long as he wants or needs it to be. So, you know, mm-hmm. ball's in his court, and we hope to have him back whenever he is ready. But yeah. we all, we all be, it would be lovely to have him back uh, when the time is right. No pressure, mate, but we're just looking forward to hanging out with you. Yep. But, of course, you have got a little Jebelina to look after in the meantime. Oh, no, I haven't decided on that name yet, but it's, oh, it's sorry, definitely no, it's, in the mix. Come on. It, it's a placeholder. It's a yeah. placeholder name. Um, you know, I had one for both of my kids. Um, you there until they Jebber Rom. Jebber Rom. Jebber Rom. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, start doing it. Go on. Yeah. All right then. Should we say goodbye now? Let's say goodbye now. Right then. Thank you everybody uh for hanging out and uh having a lovely time with us on another episode of Football Manager Therapy. We will see you on the next one. Take care. Love you lots. Bye-bye.